Please sit comfortably. Good evening, everyone. Everyone on Zoom. Um, the subject for tonight, um, to give it a name, it's along the lines of the bitter and the sweet. And I'd like to begin by reading to you a poem from William Blake, if you know the English poet. And it's around um, accepting the good and the bad that happens in life. And William Blake said, it is right, it should be so, man was made for joy and woe. And when this we rightly know, through the world we safely go. Joy and woe are woven fine, a clothing for the soul divine. And uh, so another way of expressing it is that um, we have um, we have pleasant, sweet type of experiences in life, and we have bitter experiences. And sweet experiences might be um, the having success at something, you know, or sweetness might be falling in love or a feeling of intimacy. Um, but disappointment, in particular, would usually has a a, a flavour of of bitterness about it, you know. And um, so, as we go through our practice, if we really are to to put into practice the words of John Wellwood in that reading we did tonight about cultivating vulnerability, then what we need to be doing is to be turning up to the sweet and the bitter, right? And experiencing them fully. And, um, one, one of the, I've spoken about this before, but one of the very popular common practices which is coming out of Buddhism is about self-compassion and loving-kindness. And uh, I, I don't, I'm not impressed with it um, at all. It's not that, that I'm anti-loving-kindness, of course, that's what comes out of practice. But if you apply it to these, these experiences, if you have a sweet experience, then taste the sweetness, right? And if you have a disappointing, bitter experience, then you're really going to grow if you really taste the bitterness. Right? Just a, it's not going to kill you to taste the bitterness. And it's not being the opposite of, of loving kindness or the alternative to loving kindness. It's not being unkind to yourself, right? It's just being neutral. And it's just being willing to turn up and experience what disappointment is. I really feel it. I really taste it. And um, uh, in this book I've been writing, I've been looking for some quotes for each chapter. And um, there's a very good quote from Joko about disappointment. She says that we're, when we don't, we're probably disappointed several times a day about various things. And instead of staying with our disappointment, when we don't stay with it, we act it out. She said, we break all the precepts. You know, we gossip, we get angry. We do all sorts of things except just stay with our disappointment. And if we were able to stay with that vulnerable feeling of disappointment, it would start to shift things. That's, that's the, the disappointment is the, the gateway into vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the thing we don't, we don't want to stay with. And if we have a feeling of, um, of disappointment and it's a bitter kind of feeling, 
if we pour loving kindness on it, we're not allowing ourselves to experience it, right? It's like it's like um, pouring sugar, you know, on some kind of you know bitter tasting food to make it sweet. You know, you're not allowing yourself just to experience the the full taste of the bitterness. Uh-huh. And there is a there is a, a saying. Um, because like lemons taste bitter, you know. There's a saying that you know, if lemons come into your life, make lemonade out of them, <laughs> right? Um, but I would suggest the opposite. When lemons come into your life, suck the lemon. <laughs> <laughs> Even put salt on it, <laughs> without the tequila. But <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna taste the, the the bitterness, really taste the bitterness and 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 see what it's like. And if you just turn up to it. It's just an experience. Right? If you don't make a story out of it, it's just an experience and it comes and goes. But it's like, it, it give it, if you're willing to, to be present to those experiences, then you have a much richer life, you know, rather than a life that's just superficially optimistic all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you experience all the different shades all the different flavours of life. And that's why someone like William Blake, you know, is encouraging us just to turn up to the good and the bad in our life. And as far as um, loving, loving kindness um, as a practice, um, I suppose people do it in different ways. But it, beca- it can be kind of like being a helicopter parent to yourself. You know, it's like you, you, you think you're so fragile you have to hover around being kind and, you know, sending kindness to yourself all the time, rather than sort of just having faith that you're resilient enough to deal with the difficulties when they occur. And there's a big difference between a loving-kindness type of meditation, which I, I describe it as being from the top down. So you think loving thoughts, you know, to try and change your, your approach to life or your way of feeling. But there's another way of doing it. And uh, because obviously loving kindness is a, um, uh, a, a great virtue, you know, to develop. But another way of doing it, which I describe as bottom up, instead of top down thinking, trying to make yourself feel a different way, just be present to what is and notice, you know, in times in your life and moments in your life, the loving kindness just bubbles up from your body. It comes up from here like a spring. It bubbles up into your life rather than trying to make it happen from the top down. And if you do that, then it's just become something which is natural, you know, rather than something that's contrived. And to look at how you practice with this too from the precepts point of view. One of the wording of the precepts is um, uh, not to uh, criticise the faults of others but to speak with loving kindness. So if you want to cultivate loving kindness, which is a good thing to do, probably the most effective way of doing it is through behaviour. So if you practice that precept, even though you might be frustrated or angry or disappointed about something, you, you act in a way that is kind to other people, you know. So 
you know, you go to a shopping centre and, and people are not mindful or they queue jump or whatever and you, and, and you, just, you just have a commitment to yourself. Um, you can be assertive or not, but you, you're just kind in the way that you, you are to other people. And one of the things people often forget, um, which I often remind them about in therapy, is people are often waiting for their feelings to change and then, they, then their behaviour will change. And in, in real life, it happens the other way around. You change your behaviour and then the feelings follow. Right? So it, it's, if we were to cultivate loving-kindness, I, I think it's a much more effective practice to behave that way. I have a commitment to behave that way in the way that you re- relate to people and other beings in your life and, and um, allow the, the feelings to bubble up from the inside and then there's an, there's an authenticity about them.